I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thank you for hanging out with me on this Sunday. And we're going to change gears a little bit here, kind of do a part two of Mile High Magazine. Great organization here in the Denver metro area is the Tennyson Center for Children. And Mindy Watrous, president and CEO, is here. Hi, Mindy. Hi. Well, for folks that maybe have heard the name, the Tennyson Center, but don't know what you do, explain that. Sure. Um, Tennyson Center for Children has served kids and families who have been impacted by neglect, abuse, and other traumatic experiences for almost 120 years. Um, over that time, we've evolved to meet the, the wide needs of our community. We actually started as an orphanage 120 years ago. Um, we work directly with families, uh, with, with pregnant women, with kids 0 to 18 at our Denver-based school and in more than 3,000 homes in 17 counties across Colorado. So our, our therapists, our teachers, our early childhood experts um, help kids find their unique path to healing, if you will, sometimes working two to ten hours a week in the home with one family, mm-hmm. uh, building the skills and supports they need to heal. Well, you started to touch on it a little bit, but tell me about some of those services and programs that you offer at the Tennyson Center of Children. Sure. Well, we have a a, um, facility school, which is a a day treatment school, which serves kids that have uh, more significant needs than can be met in their district school or their home school. So they come to us and they receive both therapeutic services and educational services at the same time. Um, Each child has a clinician um, as well as their classroom teacher and youth treatment counselors that really work with them to help them heal, to learn to manage their behaviors and emotions, and ultimately to return to their home school. So when you're talking, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go go ahead. So when you're talking about children who need extra attention, give me some examples. Like, what are you talking about there? Well, children who have, um, children who have experienced trauma often will um, act act that out behaviorally because they, um, you know, the traditional talk kind of therapy uh, it cannot, is not always the most effective um, in helping them. And so um, it's behavioral management. It's helping. They will have, um, you know, they can be aggressive. They can um, just not be involved in the learning situation at all. They can, um, you know, run from the school. They can do a whole host of different behaviors that keep them from um, being able to be uh, a part of a mainstream classroom. Okay. And so those behaviors, you take the child out of their home situation or homeschool, they go to a special school, but then the, the whole point is to reintegrate them. Is that correct? Right. And we have two different programs at our school, one for neurotypical kids and one for neurodiverse kids. Kids who um, are neurotypical tend to be with us for one school year. Um, typically, and then we get them back to their home school where they finish school and, and graduate and do all of those kinds of things. And then we have a, a neurodiverse group, our Aspen program, which serves kids that have an intellectual or developmental disability as well as the behavioral or mental health challenges. Okay, okay. So you really do have some very in-depth programs with the Tennyson Center for Children. Absolutely. Um, highly clinically based. Um, really working to help kids and families heal. You know, there's a youth mental health crisis in Colorado, and we are currently, uh, I think, about 42nd in the nation 
in um, providing mental health services for children. So it's incredibly important that we can provide these services. Why are we doing such a poor job here in Colorado? What is going on? That's a really good question. And and believe me, there are different things that are happening now, but it's going to take us a while to get to uh, to get Colorado up in those rankings and to be able to provide these services. I mean, kids and families are really uh, suffering with, with limited resources. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids are, being, are going to emergency rooms for mental health crises, such as suicide or suicidal ideation, and getting stuck there because there's no place for them to safely be um, while they work through these issues. Mm. And so tell me how how you guys step in in a situation like that. Well, we we have um, a couple of different ways we can do that. We have intensive in-home services where we can go into the home, you know, up to 10, 14 hours a week. And actually with a with a master's level clinician and a, and a bachelor's level um, family support specialist and work with that family, work with the child, work within the family system to to help things change and to keep that child you know, in their home mm-hmm. um, successfully. Now, some kids just simply need a higher level of care and need more intensive services. So we have also just opened our residential program um, for kids with intellectual disabilities and mental health and behavioral challenges as well, where they live 24 hours a day, you know, seven days a week and receive very intensive um, services to help them. And what, since you have opened that, what has the need been like? I mean, are there a lot of kids that are in that situation where they need that right now? There are. And, and at Tennyson, we, uh, in our residential program, we work with um, younger children, as young as five. And as a result, um, there's, a, there's a huge demand and need because we're one of the very few agencies that work with the younger children. So how do families who maybe need this, how do they even find out about you? Well, they can go to our website, um, which is www.tennisoncenter.org, and they can look at our programs, look at our services. We have an admissions department that um, works with families, does tours with families, uh, and and displays our services, um, answers questions, and makes sure that this is a good match not only for the family, but for, for what we're able to do at Tennyson as well. Mm-hmm. And I know you've, you've touched on just the mental health needs and, and basically how Colorado is, is not a leader, how we're doing a poor job here in our state for mental health and children. But tell me why you believe that the care that Tennyson offers is so critical right now. Well, I think lack of resources for, 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 for families is the biggest reason. Um, the second thing is that Tennyson, we're accredited by the Council on Accreditation. We are um, highly, uh, we hire the best clinicians out there to really work with our children and families. And we have, like I said, a 120-year history of successfully helping children and families heal. And I think that that in and of itself is, um, you know, why Tennyson uh, has always been a leader mm-hmm. in children's mental health. Give us some stories of success, if you can. Maybe just an example of some of the some of the programs, some of the successes you've seen there at Tennyson. Well, I think we see success as we see uh, as we go into families' homes. We have a young man that we worked with for three years. Worked with in the home with his family, with his mother. He was being consistently hospitalized. Um, 
because of his mental health challenges. He was aggressive. Um, mom was was um, having a new baby, and she was incredibly fearful um, of you know, being able to keep that baby safe. Mm -hmm. And so uh, our intensive in-homes or our community-based services went into the home, worked with the family, like I said, for a long period of time, um, decreased the number of hospitalizations and really increased his ability to manage his emotions, thus managing his behaviors and, uh, you know, the relationship with him and, and the and the now toddler are, um, has been good and amazing and they're very, very close. Oh, that's got to be a great story to think back on as you're thinking about it, the success. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it, it, our clinicians and our employees do an amazing job, and they work very hard in very challenging situations um, and see just a, a tremendous amount of success. Well, that I mean, yeah, I, I love hearing those kind of stories of success, but it's got to take a lot of money for all of this to keep going. It does. And we have to raise about a third of our annual budget. We raise um, about $5 million a year just to provide the services because they are so underfunded. Right, right. So tell me about the big event that you have coming up, the big, it's called the Mile High Q and Brew at Mile High Station. Uh, It's coming up Friday, September 15th. Tell folks a little bit about that because is that your big fundraiser? It is a very big fundraiser for us. And I have to tell you, as a CEO of a nonprofit, I have been to probably every kind of fundraiser there is. And this one is my absolute favorite. Oh, it I love that. A, yeah, it is a fun night. It's got good food, good music, um, all to support our cause. The event, our event is known for featuring um, kind of the next big name in country music. Mm-hmm. And this year we'll have a concert by a rising star Connor Smith. And what we find is, you know, once they perform at our Q and Brew, we, we not because of us, but obviously because they're on the rise when they come to us. We start seeing them on TV, start hearing them on the radio, and uh, Connor Smith is like that. I love uh, it. We'll also, yeah, he's 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 a great guy. We'll also have food trucks and sweet treats. Um, Hesher Barbecue is on site with their food truck, and if you haven't had that, you're missing something. Uh, we'll have desserts from Tiff's Treats and Goldmine Cupcakes. We'll have drinks, um, full bars, including local brews, um, and an exclusive drink menu from our partners, um, Tito's, my favorite, and Latitude Beverage. And for $130, you have unlimited food, unlimited drink, and an amazing performance. We also have a live and silent auction. It's just it's just a really fun night. It's casual. It's fun. Um, you, you know, it's a great time had by all. Yeah, it really is. And I've been there before in years past, and I can attest to that, that what a fun night of great music, great food, and raising money for a great cause that it is. Uh, so once again, go over ticket prices and where folks can get tickets. Sure. Tickets are $130. Now, that includes the concert, all the food, all the drink, everything that you need for the night. Um, and you can go right to our website, TennysonCenter.org, and purchase tickets uh, right there. Well, and you mentioned before, and I want to make sure folks realize that you are a nonprofit at Tennyson. We are a nonprofit. And like I said, we have to raise a third of our budget to support the children and families we do. So fundraising is is a huge need for us. Um, we have a lot of we have many generous people that support Tennyson, but we all we're growing. We just added our residential services. Um, 
and the more that we do, the more that we need to fundraise. Yeah, absolutely. How does the the money part of this work? Because when a family's in need and in crisis and they need your help, I mean, is there a fee to them? Is it a minimal fee? How does that work? No, there is not a fee to them, as a matter of fact. Um, Most of it is funded by Medicaid or private insurance, um, and and our families do not pay to receive the services. I think that is a huge important note because a lot of times families feel like we're in crisis, we need help, but we just we either don't have the resources, we don't know where to go, or we don't know the resources or have the funding to be able to get help for our kids. And you're saying that should not stand in the way. That should not stand in the way. I mean, we have an outpatient clinic, for example, that offers counseling um, and there is no charge to um, the individuals that receive that, that help. And so for families who feel like maybe they could use your help at Tennyson Center for Children, uh, talk about where they need to go and what they should do. Like, what's what are those first steps? The first steps are to, to call um, our admissions department and talk to them. They will give them more information about our services. They'll give them more information about um, whether or not we are able to help them and their child. We do different assessments, different things like that and really make sure it's the right place. We do a lot of referring out, for example, if, um, you know, if a child or a family, if we can't help them, we'll help them find the right place to go um, to do that. Well, and I think that's an important point to make. I mean, this is you are a great stop in this whole journey and that you're not going to just leave them hanging if you're not the right fit. Absolutely. No, we're going to do everything in our power to help them get the get the help that they need. All right. Well, Mindy, I so appreciate your time. Mindy Watras, President and CEO of Tennyson Center for Children. The big September 15th Mile High Country Q and Brew at Mile High Station is coming up once again for folks that want to buy tickets and support this great event. Where do they need to go? They need to go right to our website, www.tennysoncenter.org, and they'll find that they can just click right on and purchase tickets there. All right, Mindy, thank you so much for your time. Sure appreciate it. Thanks, Melissa. I appreciate it, too. I'm Melissa Moore. Thanks for hanging out with me on this Sunday morning. It's been good to have you here with us. For more information on this organization or any of the other ones we've talked about today or in weeks past, hey, don't forget, you can just go to your radio station's website. One of the things that we do is save every episode as a podcast so you can share it on your social media or go back and listen to it whenever it's convenient for you. Well, thank you so much for being here this Sunday. Go out, enjoy the weather, have a great Sunday, be blessed, and remember to be kind to everyone. I'll see you back here next week.